This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. News Talk 830-WCCO, originating from spring training in Fort Myers, Florida. I'm Mike Max. Joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Bob Basin, former UMD and NHL goalie, longtime NHL goalie coach. And what do we got here in, in Minnesota? We got a new goalie. And, we got a new goalie. Uh, we got a new goalie in Minnesota. An old goalie, but a new goalie. Bob, how are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Good. Always good to visit Being with dry. you. Yeah. <laughs> are you in Minnesota tonight? Yeah. yeah. I'm down here in Fort Looking Myers. Down. It's like it's a little bit humid. Well, I saw you on the newscast. Yeah, it looked kind of nice down there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is kind of nice down here, now that you say it. <laughs> a lot going on in sports back in the cities, though, and Mark andre Fleury is a part of it. You know him very well. We've talked about him on this show before. What did the Minnesota Wild get in Mark andre Fleury? Well, I think they got a gem. I mean, I think, I mean, the guy's, the guy's 37, soon to be 38, I think, but he's in great shape. Um, his skill set is fantastic still. He's quick. He's got great hands. He's got great feet. And he's got a, you know, probably a million-dollar goalie mind, right? Mind. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's got the whole package. And, and he's still hungry. I, I listened to one of his interviews yesterday, and um, you can just see the desire, that how bad he wants to win games. How he, how what kind of a high he gets on after winning a regular season game. Um, so he's driven. He's still driven. So I think Billy's done a good job in going out and getting him. Isn't that the key when you when you decide whether or not? You know, first of all, the fact that he'd waive his no trade clause and agree to go to this city tells you something. Second, you know, people don't understand this maybe, Bob, but he's made all the money he's going to need. He he can, he can easily close it out the regular season and go play golf. This tells you something, right? That he badly wants to compete. Yeah. Well, it just sounds like he that. I mean, it's it's it drives him. That's just like a craving for him to get yeah. into those type of games. He Which is a it. coach's dream, right? Yeah, because he still wants it. I mean, I think when you get, you know, probably when I ended my career, maybe I didn't want it as much, right? Maybe I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't crave that feeling. You always, you know, crave the great result of a win. But maybe your apprehension going into that game gets a little higher at the end of your deal, you know, end of your mm-hmm. career maybe. But he uh, he still got it. I mean, he just like I said that interview. He just was he was so pumped about getting into situations like that and then succeeding and winning. So uh, um, that's you know you can't teach that stuff. I mean, that's internal. 
Bob, when you played for a goalie, when you have a bad night, is there nothing that eats away more? I mean, are those sleepless nights when you have a bad night between the pipes? How does that feel when you're a goalie and the numbers are just, you know, I mean, if the other team scores five goals, you got to look in the mirror. What's that like for a goalie? And what's the healthy way to handle it, I guess? Well, I mean, it's, there's two folds. I mean, it's, did, did, I might have played well and gave up five. And that's yeah. not going to eat at me, right? That won't eat at me. If I, if if the team plays great, and I give up, you know, two bad ones, you know, maybe a third semi soft one, and lose five to three, that's gonna that's you're gonna stay up all night, you know, and you're gonna stay up and you're gonna be on edge till you get to that next game, and flush that one out. A practice yep. won't do it. You got to get yep. to a game, flush it out, have a good performance. And then you release it. So, uh, but if you don't have a good performance, if you kind of duplicate what you just did, then that, you know, starts creating a little problem. And that's when, you know, if we all knew how to control a slump, we would never get to that, right? That's right. Welcome to life in sports, right? That's when a downturn comes and how are you going to get out of it? When can you get out of it? And, you know, if you're not, it's a little, it's mental and it's technical, but it's, it's the quicker you come out, the better you're off in the long haul. Uh, Bob Mason is our guest in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Cam Talbot all of a sudden plays well last night and really his last couple of performances. Uh, rate mm-hmm. him this year. He, he was in the All-Star game, but it's, it's hard to figure out, you know, where he's at and, 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 and what level he's at. Yeah, I mean, last night he was, I watched that game and he was probably the sharpest I've seen him in over a month or maybe two months. Um, he was... He was quiet, you know. I was talking to Darby today. I just said, "Yeah, he was. He was. I just thought he was. He looks just sharp. He looked, you know. I, I always term it, you know, quiet feet. You gotta have quick feet because you have quiet feet when the puck's coming. You gotta be quiet. Same with it on your knees and your butterfly uh, technique and your use your butterfly, your legs. You gotta be quiet on your legs. And he was because he can easily slip and slide out of position." And um, he was spot on last night. Didn't move extra at all. And he, he was he made made a couple big saves. He made a glove save, I think, in the second. And um, but he was yeah, that's the best I've seen him for a couple of months. So so I don't know. Maybe some of the pressure was off him. You know, maybe he's sure. relaxed a little bit. And and uh, but uh, they should be a good tandem. I mean, from everything what they talk about, Flurry, he's he's always been a good tandem guy. You know, he certainly doesn't have an ego. I think internally you got to have an ego, but externally yep. that ego is kept quiet and kept at the door. Um, so I think there would be no problem there, and um, it could be a good tandem down the rest, the rest of the season. Do, do you look at it as a tandem, though, or do you look at it as Fleury plays three out of four, otherwise you wouldn't bring him here? Well, yeah, you kind of you got to look at it that way. <clears throat> you know, Billy would have got, got out and got him and – and done a 50-50 deal here. But, uh, uh, didn't, you know, like Dean was talking about last night, Delbert looked sharp. He had a, he said the co- coaches would certainly have a beating today and see who's going to be their starter uh, for tomorrow night against Vancouver. I would think, you know, they'd probably want to get Flurry in there, as, you know, as soon as possible to get him acclimated with the team a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have a little dilemma with that. But I would think, you know, he would be the guy that uh, they might go to a little bit more. And obviously, their goaltending was a little more of an issue than maybe they let on to believe, you know, through the media yeah. for the last maybe month. You know, yeah. a lot of quotes where Billy and Dean were 
liking their goalies, loving their goalies. You got no problem here. But obviously it was a little bigger worrisome than than we were told. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why Billy went out and got got that uh, KG veteran. Yeah, that's another way of saying if we don't get a deal done, well, I told you all along we were happy with the goalies, but we tried like hell to get a deal done. You know, that's, that just that just that gives you the backlift, and that you know, in case you don't get a deal done. Now, now, when you uh, like to play goalie, like there's certain you know, if you bring a pitcher in, he's got to meet with the catcher, and 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 that's about it. And you know, once he knows his stuff, he goes out and pitches, and then they learn a little bit as they go along. Is it difficult at all for a goalie to step in, or is that the easiest position to step into? because it's so um, tunnel vision as to what you have to do? Or are there a lot of games and semantics that we don't understand uh, as to how you play with, you know, on the power play and, you know, shorthanded with defensemen, whatever? Well, there would be some communication with their D. You know, a lot of the terminology is very similar from team to team on on goalie handles, goalie exchanges with their defensemen. That shouldn't be a big problem. Um, Penalty kill, you know, on the the other team's power play, you'd be sitting down with Bob Woods and, and going through uh, your PK meetings and, uh, um, you know, telling what they're trying to take away and what they're going to give you. And uh, so you got a pretty good, pretty good book on that uh, before the games. And obviously he's played against every team in the league numerous times. I'm sure he's got a little library in his mind that uh, he knows yeah. certain shooters, certain, you know, certain plays on different power plays that, that he might face. So, uh, yeah, it shouldn't be, I wouldn't think it'd be a big deal at all. What what you know when you watch a goalie in practice and you watch them always in practice all the time? What what are you looking for? Can, do you pick up much, or is a guy is who he is, and, and and his practice time and the game is much the same, or, or do you do you see habits or problems, or hey, he doesn't look competitive every day, and 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 the great ones are. What, what do you look for? Yeah, I mean that's that's part of it. Not not wanting the puck to get behind you, even in practice. I you know, I hated getting scored on in practice. The puck would go in, I'd I'd kick it back out of the net. You know, it didn't like a net full of pucks. You know, so uh, <laughs> I didn't like getting scored on in practice. And most pro goalies don't like getting scored on in practice. So you got to compete, and that goes a long way with your teammates. But you got to compete, um, and you got to work on just you know. Not the hard stuff. You got to work on the the little stuff and keep that sharp. If you keep that little those little fundamentals sharp, you know you generally tend to stay out of trouble. Um, good footwork, good movement, good balance. Little simple little things that uh, that uh, keep, keeps you right right on track. And and then you go out and play, and it's just automatic. You get in there, and you're not like God. My legs feel weird tonight. My my, my edges are good tonight, or they're bad tonight. You know, your edges are the same all in every every night. And you get used to that uh, you know, like certain crouch you're in, um, just little solid basic things where you can perfect and own and they don't change from night to night. And then you, you just go out there and play and then mentally get into it mentally. And um, that's a, one thing I've always looked, you know, how clean you're stopping pucks. If you're stopping pucks clean, you're probably getting there. You, know, you get into that puck in a good way. Your balance is good. Your footwork's good. And then you're stopping clean pucks. If you're, if you're just getting there when the puck's coming, and you're probably going to be sloppy. You're going to leave some juicy rebounds. Pucks might go through you. So you got to work on beating that pass, you know, trying to get your feet. You know, I always say get your toes to the puck and get those things quiet, and then you go from there. What age do you know if a kid's got it to be a goaltender? Are there are most of them late bloomers? Oh, God. I used to run camps with Dwayne Rollison all the time. You could tell, you know, that – 
you know, I don't know, Peewees might have been a little young, Bantam age probably in that area, 14, 15, you know, maybe a little bit younger than that. You know, if the guy's got a good, you know, if he's got just good goalie, you know, sometimes they got good goalie instincts. You know, they read plays, up, even at that age, they can, they can anticipate well. Um, um, and then, you know, some kids are just, you know, the growing of their body gets stronger. A lot of kids can't move that well at that at a young age because they're not strong enough. They just don't get the, yep. the the pushes off their legs and the, and the inside edges. So you get get into that battle level. That's when you start can you know pick some pretty good players coming up. But that uh, might be pretty good. So who on the, who on the wild good. the bulldog goalie looked good last week, Maxi. Uh, that Fanti kid from Thunder Bay. They beat uh, two yeah. shutouts in a row. Denver and uh, Western yep. Michigan. He looked he looked great. Yeah, hot at the right time, right? Big time, yeah. I was up there, yeah. actually, the last time we talked, I was up there at the uh, Kerber, Tommy Kerber's Memorial Night. They played St. Cloud up there. Oh, yeah. And he, How uh, was and that? He played that? He played that game, and he was super sharp in that game, too. They Duluth beat him in, in, in overtime. Oh, it was a great game. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So it was a good weekend. Did they do, they, I, I, I heard they did a nice job of paying. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say, I heard they did a nice job paying tribute to Tommy Kerber as our late friend. Did yeah, they, they did a great job. Heather was up there. The kids were up there. Uh, Mike Sertic, the head coach, was up there. Um, sure. Did a little presentation on ice, and they had some video video board stuff on him. So it was a it was a good night. And then Saturday night was Mark Pavlich night. So oh uh, wow, yeah, that's a lot of emotion for one night and one couple program. A couple of bulldog players. legends. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bob, if you look at the Minnesota Wild right now, is there one person that would step up and be the most vocal in the room? And is Flurry one of those people? Obviously, Spurgeon's the captain, but he's not necessarily vocal. He's a lead by example. Maybe he gets more vocal than I realized. You were around him for a long time. But is there one person that that that, that you look to between periods at, at the end of the year in the playoffs when things aren't going well that owns the room? I'd have to think it'd be, yeah, Spurgeon's a little more on the quiet side. I would have to think Felino would be right in mm-hmm. there. You know, Dumba's a pretty vocal kid. Um, so probably the the top two guys, I would think. I'm, I think Caprice is fairly quiet. I'm not sure on Flurry. I don't know if he's a, you know, a talker in the locker room. Most goalies aren't talkers in the room because they're kind of in their yeah. little bubble. Um, but I'm sure if, it, if he speaks, they're going to listen with – Big time open ears and listen to what he's saying because he's he's you know got a world of experience in the in pro hockey and and uh, with his experiences. So um, whenever he does talk, I'm sure it's going to go a long way. If you were the Wild, who would scare you more in the playoffs? If a matchup with uh, Colorado or with Calgary? Uh maybe Calgary. You know, you know, with maybe Markstrom's might be a little better than Kemper maybe you know mm-hmm. maybe Kemper coming here might might get into his head a little bit maybe I don't yep. know they haven't played Colorado for a while they got they got him coming up here next week I think next Sunday maybe but uh, uh they're both they're, they're dangerous I mean Colorado's probably got you know a handful of more explosive players in Calgary Calgary plays a little tougher game a little bigger game like I said Markstrom can be a difference maker he's played pretty solid all year um maybe Colorado's D they got you know McCarr is fantastic um It'd be tough, you know, maybe a little different, a little lighter series against Colorado, maybe more skill, more speed. And Calgary might be a more of a, you know, north-south bang, tighter game, you know, bigger bodies. So you know, they can wear you. I always thought that, that, that Calgary could. It's not going to be easy. 
No, I, I always thought Calgary would have a, an upper end, not just because they own the Wild and they played them twice a couple of weeks ago, but because they look like they could wear the Wild down because because of that, because of that toughness, and that strength, and that and that stuff. Yeah, is that an accurate read? Yeah, yeah, they would. You know, it's a Daryl Sutter team. You know, yeah, say no more. Down. Yeah, big time. Yeah, exactly. That's he was. He did it for a long time, and he's never changed his style. And that's that's the way they've always played. For sure. Hey, Bob, so. always appreciate it. Thank you for your insight. It's always fun to talk to somebody who's been there, done that, and uh, we appreciate your insights very much. Okay, Maxine, good talking to you. Yep. Yeah, we'll do Stay it again soon. Thanks, Bob. Yep. You bet. All right, bye-bye. Bob Mason. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.